Welcome to Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones. On our program, we'll show you how to claim both personal and financial worth. With Brandy's experiences and that of our guests, our hope is that if you are struggling day to day and paycheck to paycheck, you'll find that your life doesn't have to be that way. Now, here is your host, Brandy T. Jones. Good morning, good afternoon, hello everybody. I am Brandy T. Jones, and today I am so excited. I have two wonderful professional women who are going to be, be telling us how they manage to stay in balance during their busy lives. Um, both these ladies, one I've known for a little bit longer, and one I met on a fun excursions around the Bay. I live in San Francisco area and was on the Bay trip. But when I first met her, it was exciting to be in her company. And as I got to talk to her more, we have a lot in common. And the one thing that stood out with me so much, other than the fact she was very, 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 very pretty, very attractive woman, is she rides motorcycles. And I have always had a dream of motorcycles. I grew up with them with my father. And this just drew me closer because I wanted to know more about her. So we talked and we talked. And then I said, would you be on my radio show? And she said, yes. And I am so excited to have on the show today with us, Bonita Clifton. And she's going to tell us a little bit about herself after I read what she has given me about her. Welcome, Bonita, to the show. Thank you. Bonita was born and raised in Marin. Both her mother and father were born and raised in San Francisco. She graduated from Redwood High School and went to College of Marin and Santa Rosa Junior College. She has spent the last 26 years as a mortgage professional while raising her two beautiful daughters. She is a self-reliant and self-employed woman who is devoted to family. Bernita taught herself about earning money, saving money, and preparing for retirement. Bernita, I'm going to stop there. I want want my listeners to hear in your voice, your story, anything you would like to share at this point. So welcome to the show and tell us more about who Bernita is. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I, I think, um, basically, I grew up in Marin County, which is a very affluent area, um, basically in a lower income level. My mom was a factory worker. My dad was a carpenter. And um, so I was surrounded by wealth, but we didn't necessarily have it ourselves. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and I went to um, high school here in Marin County, and then I went to um, took some college courses, but I did not graduate with a, from a four-year college. And um, so I think when I was really young, I, I set out um, on a journey to um, be successful and um, started my family pretty early. So I, that was obviously a priority to take care of family. And I started working for a mortgage company in uh, Marin County as a receptionist, I believe. I I applied for a receptionist job. And um, when I was there, maybe even just a few months, my um, boss said, you are not going to answer phones. Um, I was educated. I mean, I had the knowledge. I had my real estate license at the time. And so I started processing loans. 
and just over the years um, ended up becoming an assistant to our top producer and realized that I was the means by which this gal was making a lot of money. And um, so I guess I just bit the bullet one day and I quit as an employee and I decided to um, do loans um, myself because uh, I had a family to take care of. And um, in kind of the last 20 years was just basically being self-employed and, and um, you know, taking care of, of myself. It's been a really nice adventure. And, mm-hmm. um, and I think as a single, and I was a single mom for most of that time, the uh, important part was really setting clear boundaries with right. uh, clients and, and referral sources. So Wonderful. family time is super important. You know, and one thing you did bring out that, you know, still stood out with me and with, I think, a lot of people is even as I was growing up, our families always say education, education, get that degree, get that degree. And sometimes it's just not in our cards to get the degree. I know mm-hmm. I went back to school after my daughter had gotten out of college and what have you and paying her school off. I went back to school when I was 45, no, 40, mm-hmm. in my 40s. And it was, you know, I went back to get just that one degree. I have an AA, but if for me, that's all I needed. It did not stop me from being successful. But what it did for me is after I came over the fact that I didn't need the higher education degree, I was able to settle down and be successful where I was. And I think that's a very important thing for people to understand. Success doesn't always mean you have to have that piece of paper. It might be nice and it might open up more doors. But if we if we put our level of success on everybody else's level of success, mm-hmm. we might not ever meet, reach that bar. You know? I agree with you. So I, I, I really thank you for bringing that part in. It's, um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for people mm-hmm. to hear it more often. Success is where you feel successful at. And it's your life that you have to live. It's your gifts that you're putting out there to make the success Mm-hmm. And it's on your scale. So thank you for that. Um, sure. Tell us, tell us a little bit about. You said that you started jobs, and family is so important to you. So you have two young lady, two young girls. Mm-hmm. With are they young now? Are they I'm no? Now young. they're twenty five and thirty. But okay, at the time, well, I had okay. a one year old, and um, so she's just about to be six, but a, a one and six year old. And I think what happens, you know, in, in, well, at least in real estate and finance, but um, you can get consumed in work and you can get consumed in making money. And um, so people want, you know, obviously a lot of people um, look at properties and um, are working with realtors over the weekend and being in, in the financial aspect of the real estate world here, you kind of need to be available. And so I worked really, really hard Monday through Friday, mm-hmm. you know, meeting my commitments and right. uh, the servicing my clients and the realtors' mm-hmm. needs. And then I had to turn it off and mm-hmm. be available for my children in the evenings to do homework and make dinner and on the weekends to attend their sporting events. And that balance between family and work is 
really was really critical for me. And I I didn't make as much money as I could have, but I certainly uh, reaped the rewards of um, a close family unit um, um, the whole time. So. That's and that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So you just answered one of the questions I was going to ask you. How did you set boundaries? And you said it so beautifully. And if I could feel that boundaries are very important to you, and that's that's a good thing because I I have boundaries too, and I like to play and I like to do my best when I'm at work, and I like mm-hmm. to do my best when I'm playing and enjoying and relaxing for myself. So that that's good. I have another question, if I may ask. Um, in your professional life, who did you mentor during your professional life? Who did who who was that? I'll tell you. Um, I had a mentor when I first started um, working for this company in in Marin. Was the boss's wife, and I was her assistant. And she mm-hmm. um, and this one other loan agent basically, you know, trained me how to be a good mortgage uh, professional and how to have really good work ethics at the time back then, and this is in the 90s, um, as a mortgage person, you could charge whatever you wanted. And both of these ladies that I um, was mentored by always charged the same amount, no matter what the loan was, um, to treat people equally. And then we got a lot of repeat business. And then as I became older and, and more um, experienced, um, I became. I started mentoring someone else who's my daughter in this field. So she's been mm-hmm. a partner for me with me for um, three years, and mm-hmm. so I got to have a mentor for a long period of time, and then also mentor someone else into the business. So. And and that that I really that really strikes a very happy chord with me, because I do believe that. When we're while we're on the road to success, we need to always remember to reach back and grab somebody else's hands and bring them along with us. Teach yeah. our young, our younger, our young babies, I say, along the way. Teach them so that when they develop and grow up, they will do the same thing. That will help change our world. That will help bring more love and more kindness into the world because we teach what we like. And what we need to learn, and then the other person does the same thing, and it creates and it changes. So that's a good thing. And I know your daughter is a very lucky person to have been mothered by you, and then also be mentored by you. So I know she's enjoying Thank that. You. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, what is? And this might be a, a long definition for you, but I'm going to ask you. And then remember, we have just a just maybe a minute or so. So in a minute, can you tell us what your definition of success is? And if you have to go onto the break, that's fine. Yeah, no, I'll um, I'll just start by success. To me, is the imprint that you leave mm. on this world um, when you go, and so it's not marked by money or the amount of dollars that you earn, but how you spend your money. We have to go on a break right now. We'll be right back. Hold no that problem. thought. Tune to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Okay. 
Balancing your life starts with savings. When you're confident in your saving, you're more confident in yourself. Security can be a state of your finances, and even more, it's a state of mind. Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook this is voice america women we are leaders in the forward movement of women's success This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back. I am so excited. I just just finished talking to Bonita, and she brought up some very interesting points that I usually say myself is about mentoring. I say pick up someone's hand and bring them along with you. She has her boundaries set. She even takes time to have play. She works hard during the week, and on the weekends, it's family and friends and those are her boundaries. We need to understand and we need to know there comes a time when we do have to balance it. And the way I balance my time most of the time is taking time for me. I have a Brandy Wednesday once a month. That's Brandy's day. And I do whatever I want to do for that, taking myself out to dinner, getting toes done, facials, all of that. But that keeps me going so that I can have pleasure in doing things I have fun and then I can enjoy the times I have to be out there working with clients or working just doing other stuff you know it's called business stuff so thank you Benita for that and now we're going to have Julia Julia Glide let me tell you a little bit about Julia Julia Glide is a motivational speaker and an expert speaker trainer she has been entertaining and inspiring audience for over 30 years she started her entertainment career at the early age of 13 as an equestrian stunt rider and trick roper. In her early 20s, she performed, formed her own band, recorded three bilingual music CDs, and toured for several years. In her early 30s, she became a spokesperson for a major California casino and appeared on numerous television shows and radio shows. Alongside of her entertainment career, in her 
1970s, Julia founded a nonprofit animal rescue organization and rescued and rehomed over a thousand homeless pets. At age 46, after spending three years in career transition, Julia launched what's become a successful and popular Bay Area speaker training program, helping entrepreneurial women use speaking to grow their business. All right, Julia, I want you to hear, I want the audience to hear a little bit more about you. So I'm going to open up the floor for you to tell us whatever you want that's on your heart for you to tell with the listeners. And welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Brandy. It is a pleasure to be here. I'm happy to finally be on your show. And what a great (laughs) topic. And I love hearing the first guest and all that she did to balance her work life. So awesome. But a little bit more about me. Just got to hear the beginning to end in the intro, so I don't need to go into that detail. I will um, tell you where I am now with my business. Of course, I'm now 50, so I've been in the current business for four years. I've spent my entire life in the entertainment industry, and when I moved into the teaching speaker training for entrepreneurial women, it was a really good fit because I've been on stage my whole life pretty much, and a lot of people are not comfortable doing that. So it's just, I I love what I'm doing now. I love helping women be successful. They have gifts and talents to share, and they just need help getting out there and sharing, being more visible. There's a Kevin Costner line from the movie Field of Dreams. He said, build it, and they will come. Mm -hmm. And my tagline is, build it and tell them about it, they'll come. (laughs) So I help the women tell them, tell people Mm -hmm. about their great products and services. So that's what Mm -hmm. I do in a nutshell. Oh, cool. And so I have some questions. May I ask you a question? Yes. Yeah, please do. So how do you balance your time and energy when it comes around your business? Oh, yeah. Running, you know, for all entrepreneurs, running a business, if we allow it, it can take over our life. Like Mm -hmm. our first guest said, Benita said, and it could take over our life. We can just spend all day, every day, seven days a week doing business, business, business. And I've done that before and it doesn't work well. <laughs> so mm. this time when I launched this business four years ago, I right away started putting boundaries around when I see clients, when I do trainings, when I have my studio open for people to come in and I make sure that I plan every hour of every day. I know, mm. I knew exactly, I know exactly what I'm going to do pretty much every hour of today when I'm seeing clients, when I'm doing stuff for me, what I need to do at different hours. And by doing that, it allows me to be, I feel like it allows me to have a lot of time, the right amount of time for me. I don't feel stressed. I don't feel overwhelmed. I know what's happening all day. And in planning that, I get a lot of time before I come to work and at the end of the day just to take care of me, which is really Mm -hmm. nice. And then I can show up fully for my clients. Cool. And that sounds good. Even though when you say it, it sounds like, oh, my God, she's always doing something. Oh, my goodness. When does she breathe? However, when we and I have learned this from experience and some of the classes I've taken with you, I have learned that when we put it down on writing and we see it, then we have something to work towards. And it's there. It's out of our heads because anything that stays in our heads makes us crazy. You know, so taking it out of your head and putting it down in that safe calendar on your phone, however you use, I used to use pencil and paper. So I use a calendar. I can see it. Okay, that's done. And then I'm off to do it. 
And then I do have the time in the mornings and I do have the time in the evenings and I have my weekends. So it's all, it works. It really, truly works. So I have another question and it is, what do you do to re-energize yourself regularly? Awesome. I love that question because I, it's so fun when, when we write and just going back a little bit to what you said, I'll just give the listeners a little, a little insight into what I mean when I say hour to hour, because yes, it can sound like, Oh my God, when do you have time to, you know, just be, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. those hours that I schedule, some of those hours are to just be like this morning, mm-hmm. you know, wake up at seven, seven thirty, or seven fifteen, get my tea and sit down with my, um, my inspirational books and meditate and drink my tea. So there are times that are scheduled and the same with my regular re-energizing myself regularly. My clients know that Sundays are a sacred me time. And a lot of times on Sunday, I don't even get, I, I, I don't want to sound lazy and it's not lazy. A lot of us think it's lazy when we take time for ourselves. On Sundays, people know, my clients know, my husband is so gracious. I stay in my bed all day. I don't sleep all day, but I stay in bed all day. I turn on my water fountain. I turn on some relaxing music. I grab my inspirational books and my journals, and I get inspired ideas, and I read, and I meditate, and I pray all day. And then by 5 mm-hmm. o'clock, I get up for food. You know, I do get up to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes my husband brings me food, which is really nice. And it really is a sanctuary that I create for myself to just be. In a whole day of Sunday, it's very, very seldom do I give up that day of my week because I want one day a week that's just for me, and that is very important. And then Mondays, I don't see clients. Mondays are an errands day, or I do laundry, and I make sure that I'm ready for the rest of the week, and then I usually work Tuesdays through Saturdays. So I have... It is funny that my clients know that Sundays, they even make fun, but they celebrate with me that it is my day in bed. I just stay in bed. And I'm an active person, so that sounds crazy, but it really, really works. Well, I'm here to vouch that you are a very active person. It's hard to catch up with you because you're either out there speaking or you're holding training. So, yes, you are a very active person. And, you know, and I don't have no problems with just staying quiet one day a week. When I get a chance and I have nothing on my calendar, that's what I do. I just quiet. I'm not even going outside. I'm going to stay in something, a lounging outfit, very comfortable, and just relax and do exactly what I want. I might be busy around the house, but it's all what I choose to do for me on that particular day. So I understand that exactly. Okay. So can you share how you leverage your time and experiences more joy by working with groups? Yeah. You know what? Groups are my favorite. When I first started this business, I remember my coaches said, you know, uh, private clients, there's a lot of money to be made with private clients and Um, it's a little easier because you can schedule around their time and, you know, you can make it work. And I do have some private clients, but when I launched this business, I knew that my favorite way, what would bring me the most joy was really working with groups. I love the energy that's with a group. I love the synergy. I love the shared value when somebody has an aha and they share it and everybody else learns from that. It's just amazing. So I do love group trainings. It's very leveraged, which is nice, you know, you, uh, which really helps me balance my work life. I'm not just running hour by hour and day to day seeing private clients, private clients, private clients, but I have uh, just a couple days a month 
before I do group trainings, and I can come fully ready and excited to just spend the day with my groups. I love it. It brings me the greatest joy. Okay. And I know um, being in groups, because I, I work with a lot of groups, I know that the, the energy is so... It's, it's so broad and you have it coming from all different ways and different ideas and that energizes me as well so I can understand that part of it. Um, so tell us, just tell us something, you know, I want to get off track just for a moment and it's not off track as far as you're concerned but, you know, I know your rope tricks. I know and I know you and I know the energy and I know how you, you know, you carry yourself as far as around being on stage. So tell us a little bit of how you prepare yourself to get on stage. And yes, tell, yeah, how you prepare yourself to get on stage. How would you tell someone else for the first time that they're getting ready to go speak? What were some of the things that helps you to get on stage? Yeah, I love, I love, love, love that question. So I think it stems back from, and this is probably what I bring to what I do that's maybe different than than my competitors, right? If you say, what makes you different? Well, I came from an entertainment background. And even as young as a little girl showing horses, I remember my mom would say, you know, if I was complaining, I was six or seven years old. No, I was probably about seven or eight when I was showing, you know, doing little competitions with horses. And my mom would say, the judges are watching you whether you're in the arena or not. Before you come into the arena, the judges are watching to see what you're doing outside the arena. And that was the first little aha, you know, as a child, looking back mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, my mom taught me that you're being watched. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to my stunt writing school, the boss, the head guy, of, he was one of my mentors, he used to say we would be driving down the road from a, a big competition and we would pull over in our truck and horse trailer with all of us girls piled in. And before we would get out to put gas in the truck, because he'd always make us jump out, whether it was midnight at, you know, or it didn't matter what time of day, 6 a.m. in the morning or midnight at night on the way home from a show, he would say, get out and everybody help. But make sure, we used to wear little cowboy hats, put your hat on and make sure you look good, fix your hair before we would jump out to put gas in the truck and wash the windshield mm. because we were representing the organization. And at the time, we were young and impressionable. I was 13, mm-hmm. you know, I was there from 13 to 19, so I paid attention. And mm-hmm. I do that now. Wherever I am, when I walk out of the house, I make sure I'm, I pay attention that other people are watching us all the time. So before you get on stage, it's about thinking, how am I coming across? Am I smiling? Am I approachable? Are people, am I relating to the audience before I ever walk on stage? And if so, by the time you take the stage, you feel good. You feel empowered. Mm-hmm. You feel like you've connected and you've created a really great impression before you've ever taken the stage. Mm-hmm. So cool. that's something I teach in my programs. Cool. You, and, you, you know, listeners, I want to say something about that. What Julia's talking about when she said on stage, because she, you know, she teaches public speaking or she teaches speaking to entrepreneurs how to sell their business or get people to come to them. What you do, but you can take it to your own. If you don't have a business or if you don't want to speak on stage, you can just be when you walk at your house, you can have yourself together. So you're taking that good feeling with you because people are watching. Even yeah. time, even to time you don't think they are, someone is watching you. 
Okay. Maybe you never know. (laughs) Yes. You know, and also you don't know when you'll see that person again because believe it or not, the world is really small. You might see that person again when you least expect it. And if they saw you looking this way or acting one way, and then all of a sudden you try to be a different way, they're going to remember. So if, you know, the first appearance, I believe, is always very, very important so that you can feel good about yourself and you don't have to be embarrassed or ashamed of anything that's going on before. So it's always good. So I like that. Thank you for bringing that up as far as feeling good about ourselves so what we can appear the way we want people to feel, see us, is the best step forward. Thank you. Brandy, I, I made a quote. I, can't, I created a quote four years ago when I started my business. I just started saying it, and this, is, this applies to that exactly. Um, mm-hmm. When I talk about stage, it's not necessarily on a big stage. It could be at a networking event where you're standing up for 30 seconds and you want to shine. You want to speak the language of your clients and speak comfortably and confidently and look your best so that it attracts people to you. So I created mm-hmm. a quote that says, your stage is wherever you are standing when you speak. So whether you are wow. standing at a networking event, you're on the phone right now, how you come across, how you speak, how you talk about what you do, and, and mm-hmm. how you present yourself in public is very, very important. So your stage is wherever you're standing wherever. when you speak. Well, thank you for bringing that in. And that's exactly what I was trying to get over. Wherever you are doing whatever you're doing, that's your stage. So you want yeah. to put your best foot forward, as my mother would always say, put your best foot forward yeah. and then come out shining. And that's what my coach says, come out shining. So, yes. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. just a few more minutes. I want to ask you, how do you take an entire month off every year for vacation? Oh, I love that. Yeah, I love that question. And it's so fun because my clients, just like they know my whole community, because I have a whole community of dynamic, amazing women, and I feel so blessed to be attracting just such great women. And they all know that I take Sundays off, and they know, they laugh and have fun with it. But they also know that the month of December, I don't work. My husband and I, he's also an entrepreneur, a musician, and he writes and composes music. And we decided a long time ago that we were just going to make sure that the month of December is when we got married. We flew to Hawaii. We start doing it every year. That was six, almost seven years ago. So we always take the month of December off. And how I do it is I plan my entire year ahead. I plan, Mm -hmm. I have a year out of all my classes and my coaching calls and uh, my vacations. I actually take a a couple weeks off in March to go see my parents. In August, we see my parents again and celebrate my husband's job. And then in December, uh, we take the whole month off. And it's just preparation and planning and letting mm-hmm. people know, hey, I, I'm not around in December. We do a Christmas mm-hmm. party right the first week, and then that's it. I don't come back mm-hmm. until January. And, mm-hmm. and I just do it. I plan it. And, that, and that's a lesson for me to hear because I'm very bad about planning vacations. I take oh, yeah. weekend trips away, and I get those getaways. But the real pl- vacation... I mm-hmm. am very slow about planning a real vacation. I'm still trying to plan a vacation to France. And this has been ever since ba- way back when. But I'm going to start putting it in my calendar first. Vacation and then plan around that. Maybe that'll get me there. So thank you yep. for sharing that part. We do need mm-hmm. to take that time for ourselves. And listeners, this is for you. 
Don't go away. We'll be right back. And get your paper and pencil together because we're going to all hear something when we come back. Tune to the Voice America Women's Channel, leading the way for your success. Get your own copy of the free ebook from Brandy T. Jones, Three Keys to Breaking the Debt Cycle. Find out how a struggling single mother pulled herself out of debt and started being able to check things off her bucket list. You'll learn about the importance of taking small steps to make steady progress and reach your goal. Get simple and practical steps to face the reality of your situation and overcome it. Find keys to creating a budget that allows you to get the things you really need. You'll also learn of the importance of taking control of your credit score and how to do it and how to be proactive versus reactive when it comes to your money to find out more and to get your own copy of the book visit endthered.com and click ebook that's endthered.com and click ebook balancing your life starts with savings when you're confident in your saving you're more confident in yourself security can be a state of your finances and even more it's a state of mind Just having $5 can mean never feeling broke again. Share your $5 story. Tell Brandy how you save. To connect with Brandy T. Jones, the money whisperer, or to schedule a private coaching session, email her at brandy at endthered.com. Again, that's brandy at endthered.com. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. This is your journey to balancing your life. To reach Brandy T. Jones or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to endthered.brandy at gmail.com. Now back to Journey to Balancing Your Life. Welcome back. We have been, I've been having a great time with both of my guests, and now I've invited them both to participate. We're just going to have a conversation. We're going to share whatever else is on their hearts for the listeners to help you to know how to balance your busy lives, to learn how to balance and put boundaries around your life, in your life that you have been struggling with. So both of these ladies have good information for us. I want you to listen. And be real excited about this is for you. This is a time for you to get what you might need today. So, Benita, I have a question for you. And then, Julia, you can just chime in whenever you have something to say or feel that you want to express something. Um, How do you manage your life when life throws you a twist? Wow. Um, I'll tell you, and I've had some really big twist thrown my way in the last five or six years. Um, and I think it's really compartmentalizing. I'm very good at it. And so I would um, deal with whatever task, whether it was per, I lost both my parents the year, about a year and a half ago, both in the same uh, year. And then maybe about seven years ago, um, had a loved one in a 
major motorcycle accident and in the hospital for a year, and but still had young, young children to bring up and a job to do. And so it was really about compartmentalizing and doing those tasks, whether it was taking care of my parents or things that needed to be done and or, um, you know, running a home life. And, I, and it was really just, it's almost like, you know, organizing, like um, Julia was saying, organizing and knowing exactly what you're going to do. You just do it, and then you can go back to your twists or whatever it is, the emotional um, uh, things that, that that would normally slide somebody's life sideways. You just have to still focus on certain tasks at hand so um that that's what worked for me at least that's good julia do you have a a story you can tell us about or incident in your life that might have done the same thing yeah i sure do you know i i always laugh because i just turned 50 this year and i think of course i don't look 50 right (laughs) don't feel 50 (laughs) of course but one of the things that i realize when I go out and speak is that pretty much everyone has gone through something. We all have setbacks. We all have stories. We all have hard times. So the first thing is to remember that I love the, the, the phrase or the sentence that says, this too shall pass. Always remembering mm-hmm. that these hard times are temporary. We, we, if we're living, if we're living still and we're taking our next breath, then we can get through this. So that's the biggest thing. And I even share that with my friends when they're going through hard times. It's just this too shall pass. So it's not just to help you realize that you will get to the other side. That's good. And then the other thing for me, I did go through a major transition. At one time, I was going through a divorce after 16 years, not by my choice. So that was a big, um, a surprise to me, and then I had an animal rescue organization I had started, and we because I was going through a divorce, I had to find another property, and I ended up leaving one property and buying another one at the height of the market, so I paid the most money possible for a property with a plan of a year and a half later to, re, to refinance after fixing it up and just live happily ever after. Well, the market went down, and I ended up short-selling that property, and I was, I was humiliated and frustrated and I had great credit until then, and I was like, how do I just, how do I deal with this? And what I did, I remember months and months of just listening to my favorite radio station of inspirational music and just meditating and praying and and falling back on my faith that this too shall pass, something good's going to come out of it. And, you know, there were a lot of tears and a lot of heartache. But I got myself through, and the final thing that really helped me get through this hardest time in my life was I plugged into community, and that's where I met you, Brandy, is mm-hmm. when I, you know, I met Rebecca, yes. and we ended yes. up connecting, and mm-hmm. I came to her community, and I just realized that I didn't need to be alone. So my biggest, right. biggest advice is if you have faith, to fall to that first, to be inspired, to go back and remember that this too shall pass, but also plug into community because you should not be walking through tough times alone. We don't need to. Somebody's been through it. Somebody can help you. Uh, There's a quote that says, um, a rising tide lifts all boats. And that Mm -hmm. is so true. You know, Mm -hmm. jump into the water with other people and let them Mm -hmm. bring you up if you're feeling down. And that's how I got through my transition. And now I see the beauty of it. It's like, oh, this is the other side. This is what Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be doing. Gosh, I'm so glad I went through that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Don't want to go through it again. 
<laughs> I know. You know, and you you just opened up another question I had that uh, a statement is on uh, Julia, you say why do you believe I'm going to ask you why do you believe in community is so important especially for women? And you touched on a little bit of that. So, Benita, can you add to that how has community helped you when it comes around just living your life? And I will tell you about mine after I hear from you. Um, well, I actually haven't put a lot of thought to it, except that we are in, you know, whether it's our work community or family or even your neighborhood, we rely on one another. We can't do any of this alone. And so, um, you know, whether it's seeking information or um, even, honestly, yesterday I bought a barbecue and I had it, um, went to the store, they put it in the back of my truck and I'm driving home thinking, how am I going to get this out? Of, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very heavy barbecue, right? And mm-hmm. so, um, and so we we create our own circles of people that you can call on, and and exactly. whether it's you know needing you know needing someone to watch your animal, or whatever. I think mm-hmm. it's just important. We cannot exist or survive in this world alone. So exactly, um, that's my and, answer. And you did beautiful with me. <laughs> I have learned, you know, for many, many years, I've always been by myself. I can do it. I don't need no help. I don't want no help and this kind of stuff. But that was just raised by my father being in the military, raising a very independent young lady. You don't need anyone to help you. But not until I moved up here to Northern California did I realize and. I guess in my 50s that I started realizing I needed to have people around me, especially women, because they have that softness about them. They understand. I don't have to do a whole lot of explaining. So my community of women has grown. And now Mm -hmm. I, I just rely upon... I know where I can go when I need this. I need that or ask this question or, you know, just need support, just someone to listen to me. And I have that, you know, just recently within the last two months, I just joined the uh, Entrepreneur Women of Marin County. And these ladies have welcomed me into their community. And it has been so I've been so pleased and blessed that I can walk through the door and people act like they've known me for years. That's what community is about. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to change yourself to fit in. You just are. Mm-hmm. And that's that's mm-hmm. the best part for me. And I really enjoy that. So what, tell me, what else has come up since we've been talking that someone wants to express that hasn't gotten out on the floor or something you want to elaborate on that we have talked about and it's open to anybody? Tell us what's in your heart. Well, I, I, you know, I just had a, a little comment to make about um, when you were talking about presenting yourself, you know, to the world and, or, you know, looking your best or putting your best foot forward. I remember, um, I just wanted to finish real quickly when you asked about what my, um, what my um, thought was on success or being su- successful, mm-hmm. um, that I, it's about like the impression that you leave on the world and then also the, for me, um, the children that I leave behind because that creates, you know, that's our, um, the next generation. And I remember my kids were little going to the store, you know, and I would leave the house, but I'd brush my hair, put on my shoes, you know, and change out of my sweats into like nice clothes. And they'd go, what are you getting dressed up for? And I said, I'm not getting dressed up. I'm just 
making myself presentable. And they used to yes. joke, you know, or kind of kid me about it. Mm-hmm. And I watch them both now as adults that they do the same thing. <laughs> and they don't, they won't go to, to the store in, in their slippers. And, but, right. but they, you know, the same thing with family and, and good values and good morals. I just think that it's success is really uh, what you, the, the children that you leave behind. So exactly. that was my and that is that's such an important factor, you know, because if we and like I say, again, people are watching your kids was watching you, even though they didn't understand at the time. But look what happened. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, so people are watching. It doesn't matter who they are. My daughter's the same way. She will before she goes out Well, she's a makeup person. So she wears full voice makeup and I'm not. But, you know, it doesn't matter. She will be dressed. And I would tease her and say, what are you looking for? I said, you better not be looking for a man because your husband's going to be upset with you. I'm just <laughs> going out how you taught me, mother. I said, okay, fine. I'll be quiet, you know. <laughs> but, yes, it, it is. It's a lesson that people know about or they're watching us do it, and then it just goes on and on. And then her children <laughs> will do it, and their children hopefully will do it as well. Julia, right. do you have anything else you would like to I do. I love that. I love that you do that, Anita, because my mom is the same way. She won't even go out and garden outside unless she's dressed. You know, her hair's kind of fixed and she's dressed in decent clothes. She would never walk out in her, her PJs. My grandmother told me when I was really young, my grandmother was an interior decorator. And she would, she told me, I think it was like 12 or 13, and she said, make sure you take the time. And I'm going to tie this back to one more quote because I love quotes. But she said, make sure you take the time in the morning to get dressed so you feel good about yourself and you'll have a great day. Like the rest of your day will be great if Mm -hmm. if you take the time Mm -hmm. to feel good about yourself and the way you're dressed. And I do that now. You know, I I make sure I blow outfits I put together and I make sure I feel really good. And I'm thinking, okay, this I'll feel good in all day. And it has, Mm -hmm. it kind of comes back and ties back with time because there's a quote that I have here and I say this all the time as well. If you don't have control of your time, you don't have control don't have of your control results. Of your right. You don't. Right. Yeah, if you don't have time of your uh, control of your time, you don't have control of your results, and that is with everything. That comes mm-hmm. to business. That comes with planning your schedules and and making it easy for you to know what you're going to do. And then once you, if you take the time to get dressed in the morning and you plan it, your results will be great. You'll feel good yeah. the whole day. I could go anywhere dressed the way I am right now and feel awesome about myself. And it really mm-hmm. adds to our self esteem and our confidence. So. Yeah, super important. Okay. So before we get too far and we come almost coming to the end of the show, I would like for each one of you to tell us briefly how the listeners can connect with you if they so choose. So tell us how they can. And I'm going to start with Benita and then I'm going to go to Julia. So we have about three minutes. Hi. Well, anyways, um, so my name is Bonita Clifton and I um, it can be contacted at All California Mortgage. In Marin County, um, my phone number direct, my cell phone, is 415-517-7344. And my daughter and I are partners and have been doing mortgages um, collectively for 28 years. So Wonderful. Thank you, Benita. Mm-hmm. Now, Julia, real quickly, you have yeah. two minutes or a minute awesome. and a half. So the easiest way for people to connect with me is go straight to my website and if If the listeners go to the contact form and email me, I have a special gift for them. So they can email me or they can go to my website, Julia Glide, that's J-U-L-I-A-G-L-Y 
G-L-Y-D-E, G-L-Y-D-E, juliaglide.com. Go to the contact form and email me. Tell me you heard me, heard me on Brandy's show, and I will send you a special gift. So that would be the best way to connect. Well, thank you so much. And ladies, publicly, I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart so graciously for you saying yes to be on my show. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. I value both of you. I I have, I have had a great time today, and I hope likewise. Um, and, you know, one more little tip that you can tell the listeners before we leave. We have about one, half a minute. What do you have that you can leave with the with the listeners, if anything, um, I would say so make sure you uh, save money. <laughs> like say, put put ten to fifteen percent of your income a month away. Okay. That's what I would say. Thank you. Oh, I would I would say just take control of your time so you can take control of your results. Perfect. Perfect. And that ladies, with perfect. that, thank you, Brandy, very much. You're thank welcome. You, Brandy. Here. You're welcome. And with that, we're going to say until next week. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Be sure to catch the next episode of Journey to Balancing Your Life with Brandy T. Jones next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll see you then. Today, we are part of an ever-changing mix of technological advances and business trends that redefine how we work, ongoing performance, and our world around us. Tune in to Humanity Evolve with host Catherine Calarco. It's an open discussion about these trends and advances that come together to create a positive future for you, your family, and your world. Humanity Evolve can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkgaard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. 